and we are back. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs, and this is Becky Radio. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, dude. You doing good? We haven't yeah, talked man. much this morning. We have not, man. It's been... I, I've been busy. I've been, yeah, pretty busy as little well. Little computer issues yesterday, and had yeah. to try to catch, play a little catch-up today, this yeah. morning. Yeah, both uh, of us. Some yeah. deadlines and stuff, so... Yeah, man, I'm good. All right, good, awesome. Um, before we move on, I want to mention that music you're hearing in the background was brought to you today by Macklemore. Um, Jason Dean Martin with the suggestion there. Uh, loved it because uh, it, it's my oh my, you hear it in the background playing. It was on a mixtape. Uh, forget the name of the mixtape right now off the top of my head, but it what's was a tape? Yeah, exactly. What's a <laughs> what's a tape? But uh, it's it's my oh my. It is a tribute to Dave Niehaus, who was going to be mentioned. In our first interview coming up uh, a little later in the interview, we recorded it yesterday, but uh, Dave Niehaus, who had the classic 1995 call for the Seattle Mariners beating the Yankees? Yeah, the Yankees. Yankees. Uh, it, it, it'll give you goosebumps if you listen to the whole thing. So uh, just mention that. Thanks, Jason, for your uh, contribution to the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of it. And uh, just keep Fat packing on, dude. Fat packing on. Fat packing on. Jason, Jason's a good guy. I like Jason a lot. Good deal, man. He's, he's a good deal. Um, all right, man. So let's jump right into this because we got new products and pricing to get into. Yeah, man. What do you got in front of you, bud? I got um tomorrow, Friday, Leaf or not? Sorry, Leaf. Listen to me, Leaf. <laughs> this nonsense. Um, limited football. Okay, it's coming oh, out. I see. I see what you did there. Yeah, I Leaf Limited. Yeah, I, 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 I was see. I, I'm still thinking about yesterday's interview when we we're talking about all the sure. the the junk air stuff sure. or whatever. Um. Anyway, so we got Panini put out Leaf Limited Football, one ten a box, uh, three packs per box, five cards per pack, two autos, one on-card rookie auto patch. That's pretty sick right there. One on-card rookie, rookie auto, auto patch. patch. Okay. Yes, All and right. one, one mem card to go with it. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've seen a, little, seen a little preview, got to see a little behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, saw a really cool dual autograph, and I'm not going to tell you who it was, but it's very cool stuff. Sweet. Man. I like it a lot. Um, and then... One of my favorites, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, GPK coming out. Coming out tomorrow. Adam Geddon. Adam Geddon. I what like a it. great I like name. The, I like the significance of it coming out on the 20th. <laughs> there, that is kind of funny. Yes, it is. And the funny thing is, is a lot of their cards deal with, obviously, the end of the world. Sure. They deal with floods, meteors, drone strikes, zombie apocalypse, Asian, alien invasions. Asian invasions? <laughs> giant go. monsters, and, of course, the plague. And the so plague. For $45 a box, I'm going to get myself one uh-huh. just to sit down and laugh. Just and, to sit down and have fun And open with some it. cards and have some fun. Yeah. All right, man. And then um, we got uh, Athir Revolt. Is following up uh, Kaladesh in the Magic World, so that also drops on Friday, and they run about ninety five dollars. Did you take a language class to be able to say those things? I did not actually. I, I, I wouldn't have not, done that at no, all. No, not at all. All right, but, so we uh, got some new Magic: The Gathering, new yep. Garbage Pro Kids, and then um, did you say a hockey drop this week? Yeah, SP Game News came out yesterday, man. Okay, um, it's a uh, it's pretty nice stuff. You know, it, it it goes as SP Game News goes. If if you know anything about that brand, so. Uh, Lo- what you love here about this particular brand now that I like last few years, uh, the rookie cards, the true, like the true, I hate that term, true rookie. Right, the, right. The, but the true rookie cards are numbered to the rookie's number. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so where. Wow, I hope you don't wear number one. Yeah, like uh, Josie last year for the, the goaltender for Nashville yeah. wore number one. So Wow. Yeah. 
Now, do they do jerseys and sticks and pucks and yeah, whatever, they do all that everything? Stuff. Okay, but all the right. the rookie card, the base rookie card that doesn't have anything on it. Okay, number to the, the rookie. Yeah, so right. like last year, last year Panarin was sixteen. Okay, you know where McDavid was ninety seven. So oh, I see. But and there was a little bit of controversy last year with with McDavid because we had him on the hot list. When that card came out, and uh, there was only ninety-seven people who were going to be on, to be able to own it, uh, that was when Dan was still here, and he had a real hard time putting it on the hot list. And I understand completely why. Right, right. But um, yeah, that that card's there, and a lot of people have been asking me also. Speaking of hot list, why isn't the uh, McDavid RPA from the Cup on there? Yeah. And again, it's number to ninety-nine, so it's it's hard to put a number to ninety-nine card on there. It's not impossible, but it, it, it's a little tough. But with that particular card, there's only been three sales of it, and each of them have been over $11,000. So I, I, as, as hot as that card really is. That's more of a key sale type <laughs> card. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't put it directly on the hot list as much as I want to. I got you. Uh, you. You got any pricing? No, I don't have any pricing. I What do we have? Uh, Contenders football. Okay. Contenders football is wrapping up today, and uh, Optic was done earlier this week. So okay. I know that for football. Um, past that, I don't have anything else. You don't have anything else? No, I, I don't. I got the base set of Trilogy done. Okay. Got, if you can hear me, if you're listening to me right now, and you bought any Trilogy at all, I need some pricing information so <laughs> uh, I can price the rest of Because, like, the base set is really – the base set was pretty simple. It's the parallels that are, you know, numbered to – Again, jersey number numbers and stuff like uh, that. They're, gotcha. they're a little tough. So if you have anything like that that you want to report to me, send it directly to me at Eric N E R I C N at Beckett.com and let me know what you got so I can at least try to verify it and you know get it get it all straightened out. That works. Yeah, man. The contenders, man. All these SPs and SSPs and SSSSSSSSPs. There's a lot going on there. So, but we're knocking it out. Um. Before we came in here, we were in the we were in the vault there looking for an, a card that we pulled on Boxbusters that said no autograph. Yes, how uh, Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee Lewis. Tommy Lee Lewis is it selling pretty good? Yeah, it's in that like the fifteen twenty buck range. Really? Yeah, it's selling actually a little bit better than some of the ones that are actually uh, autographed. Actually so, autographed. Yeah, go figure that one out. Wow. Okay. So, well, yeah. you know there was there, there's that player and then there's a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, his name. I knew you were going to ask me, and I, sure. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. That's okay. But, that's uh, all right. But that's all right. You look like a Green Bay Packer. I do. I'm wearing my uh, Panini Rated Rookie Green shirt today. Uh, I think I have an upper, decks bo- upper Deck box break to do later. Oh, that'll work out well. Yeah, so I'm going to have to switch my shirt so there's no product brand. I am so glad there. that we're on the radio and <laughs> yeah. that you don't get to witness that. Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> Hey, I wore an undershirt today. Because oh. I knew I was going to have to switch my shirt. Amen. Amen to that. Now, we got a little bit of winners to take care of. Winner, um, winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, this was this was for the uh, the quad. Who was on the quad? Do you remember? It was uh, Todd Gurley. Oh, here we go again. Melvin Gordon. Zeke. Zeke. And then somebody Player else. to be named later. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Yeah. There you go. Uh, number to 99 quad. Uh, National Treasures Collegiate Jersey. The winner of that is is Joey Shiver, S-H-I-V-E-R. Joey, you are the winner, proud winner of that card. If you could please email me back. I know you have my email address because you emailed to enter the contest. There you go. So if you could please email me back and uh, let me know that you would like to claim it, I will happily send it to you. Indeed. Happily, Indeed. happily send it to you. Any other winners over there? Um, Nope, that's the only winner we have no right winner. now. Okay. Uh, we are giving away a Donald Trump 
patch card. We've been giving away political cards all week leading up to the inauguration. Okay. We doing the Trump on tomorrow? Well, uh, yeah. I'm going to let the Trump run through today and, okay. and run through tomorrow. Uh I guess, like I said, I guess we better give it away before you know the, the world ends, right? Well, <laughs> for Adam Adam Geddon. For Adam Geddon. Uh First of all, people on Twitter, lighten up, man. It's it, these are jokes. Like I, I don't take this seriously. So just lighten up. Uh, stop calling, stop calling other people bad names. That's yeah. I don't see the point in that. I mean, we're not we're not taking sides. Yeah. They don't reflect anything that that Beckett believes or that we exactly. believe individually. It's just stuff we've gotten out of packs. Sure. And stuff we're giving away for free. It's free. That's so be happy. Thing. Yeah. Enter the contest and get it. If you don't like the card or you don't like the person, then make a dartboard out of it yeah, when you get it. Else with yeah. It. Do something else with it. Light it on fire, man. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah, there's there's no need for the uh, the shenanigans and tomfoolery and the douchebaggery that's been going on with those giveaways. It's it's all good. It, one one person got on to me like because uh, I'd given away like two, three Democratic card Democratic oh. party Democrat party cards in a row, right? Right. And they're like, "Where's the Trump card? Are you too biased to give away? You just that one sided." Oh no, you jack! I got one Trump card. I got <laughs> right. I mean, we did, we didn't collate the the box that we opened. We're thankful that we were able to get a, a box of Decision Sixteen to uh, the second yeah, second se- run, right? Yeah, second series. Yeah, I mean, thank thanks to those guys for getting us one. Yeah, and that's what we got. That's what so we that's got. what we're giving away. Exactly. You know, we, so, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should stop giving away stuff. Uh, I'm just gonna stop. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we're not gonna <laughs> stop giving away stuff, but uh, no, I know we won't. But we'll, we'll, we'll have fun with whatever we do. But. Uh, yeah, just have fun with the giveaways, though. It's it's a giveaway. Yep. It's a giveaway. It I'm going to get off my high horse here. It's all right. Because we got to get that back to our horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get back to our first break uh, and let you know that Matt Salmon, Salmons from. Yeah, Ma- not the fish. Yeah, not the fish. <laughs> Matt Salmon from Wax Ecstatic, uh, a.k.a. at Wax and Gum Stains on Twitter, is joining the show next. We recorded this interview yesterday. He was just great. It was a great, 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 great interview. It yeah, was fun. cool dude. Uh, go listen to his podcast. Uh, you can find it. On, find him on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter at Wax, Wax and Gumstains, and yep. then follow the links to his podcast. Word. Uh, great guy. Also, want to let you know that in the interview, we asked him about the Hall of Fame uh, coming up, uh, which well, was announced yesterday. When we recorded it yesterday morning, the uh, <laughs> the the class was not known yet. No, it was not. So we had some talk about Pudge being uh, inducted, and if so, facto, uh, presto, magicio, right? Pudge is now in the Hall of Fame. So, he is. Uh, just know that it was recorded yesterday before the announcement. So that's why that talk. But that's that. Let's get to a quick break, and we'll be back right back with Matt Salmon. This is Jason with Baseball Collectors Daily, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. It's a hot one. All right, guys, we are back from that quick break. And uh, joining us on the phone now is kind of a follow-up to the show that we had last week because we had uh, David Wright on last week, uh, lo- uh, Long Fly Ball, talking 91 tops. Yes. And uh, he's, he's going to be a regular on our show now. But there is a podcast out there completely dedicated to junk era wax at this time. I know <laughs> it might morph into something different. But uh, but they have a podcast yeah, about it, it, 91 times. Yes, yes, they sure do. It's so cool. And every man. set in the 80s and uh, early part of the 90s right now that you want to listen to, uh, it's it's an interesting podcast. It's a fun listen. Uh, Matt is very funny. And he's joining the show now. Matt Salmon of Wax Ecstatic. 
joining the show. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, talking some junk wax uh, a few years before, a few years after, too. Always a fun topic. <laughs> for sure. For sure, it, man. It's a, uh, you know, this is an era of wax that people just kind of just crap all over, really, because they hate it. But there's been so much coming out lately about variations and uh, errors and stuff to to look for this it look for in these sets that it's really coming back around and set collectors are jumping back on this um it's it's a fun little topic to touch on and you came up with a whole podcast dedicated to it but before we get into that why don't you tell us a little bit about uh who you are and how long you've been in, uh, involved in collecting in the hobby yeah uh i've been uh, involved in collecting on and off for uh, almost 30 years now. Basically, the short story is when I was a kid, um, I I knew about sports. I played some sports, you know, like t-ball and softball and soccer and bowling and stuff like that. But I was never the kid that had to be active in sports 365 days a year. Um, so I knew about sports and I knew about baseball cards, but it wasn't until uh, how old was I? I was I would have been 11 years old. It was in the middle of the 89 season, and uh, I was out grocery shopping with my mom and uh, the local grocery store. So this is 1989. So baseball cards are just blowing up, uh, you know, going from hobby to industry basically. And uh, we're at the store, and there is literally a bushel basket full of 89 tops wax packs, and they were marked down because it was late in the season. I think it was three for a dollar. And my mom says, you know, would you like uh, some baseball cards? I said, "Eh, sure. And, um, you know, this was also the time where I was turning from just casual sports fan into sports nut. You know, I started learning more about stats and about players and teams and history of players and teams and, you know, logos and uniforms and and you name it. Um, And and that moment, uh, you know, I still remember it crystal clear all these years later. Uh, you know, opening the packs and looking through the different players. And uh, all of a sudden, these cards were mine. You know, my older brother had, you know, a couple hundred cards from the early 80s. He wasn't a real big collector, um, but these were mine. And, and from then on, it grew to a point where um, by 1993, I had estimated I had 50,000 cards. Um, you know, and that's not just baseball, that's various sports. But you know, I built up this mass collection like everybody else my age at that time. Uh, you know, for, for you know personal reasons, uh, because I was a teenager and I was uh, you know more interested in, in girls and cars and making a few bucks. Uh, I started getting out of the hobby, but also you know the, the baseball strike in '94, the the oversaturation of the hobby. I got away from it for a long time, you know, a good 10, 12 years, and then slowly started coming back into it. And what's really kind of pushed me back into um, the, the spotlight, I guess, if you will, is, you know, I've got a seven-year-old son who, who is a sports nut. Um, and, you know, what, what I was doing at 11, learning about teams and players and uniforms and et cetera, he, he was doing at five. Um, and I introduced him to a, a pack of Topps Archives, uh, or Topps Heritage, rather. And uh, really over the last, like, two, three years, we've both gotten into it. And it's uh, it's been fun, uh, not necessarily looking at the, whatever cards I have left over that are worth two or three cents a piece, but uh, you know, opening up a, a pack with your son and trading cards and talking about the game—it's it, been a, a real fun return to the hobby in the last few years. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, I have kind of have some similar experiences with my son as well, and it's just really cool to see it take it from something that you enjoy to something that looks like they're going to be able to enjoy. Um, it's it's kind of a neat thing. It, it's fun to uh, to pass the hobby along to uh, to your kids. Now, my my son is six and doesn't care anything at all about about it. So <laughs> you guys, uh, both of you guys, have sounds like I have a, a one up on me where that is concerned. So. Uh, Let's jump in. Let's jump in and tell us a little bit about how the podcast got started. Where'd you come up with the name, and uh, just tell us where it was just formed at. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny because it all kind of came together. There was never any real grand plan doing this. Um, you know, I've, I've always liked to improvise, so this is the prime example of how I think. But you know, I also have a, a daughter who's, who's going to be turning one very soon. And, you know, when you have infants, as you guys know, uh, whatever personal space that used to be yours is now, you know, it's their bedrooms <laughs> and your storage space is somewhere else. And, uh, you know, this past summer, I guess my daughter was probably coming up around five or six months old. So she's starting to wear different clothes, play with different toys. So her bedroom, which used to be my storage area, you know, now, you know, what's left of my baseball card collection, which is just a tiny fraction of what I had as a kid. Um, you know, I was basically pushing boxes from one end of the closet to the other. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, found this monster box that uh, I probably hadn't looked at in, in several years. And I opened it up and, and, you know, I did something a while back. I call it the great card purge is probably about 10 or so years ago where a lot of those junk era, you know, cards. I found a card shop that was buying them for, you know, a dollar for a thousand cards. So basically, I traded in most of my collection for some supplies to hold uh, the good ones. Well, I decided back then to keep pretty much every card I had from the 80s. So, you know, 81 through, you know, 88. And then, like I said, the junk era, I pretty much pitched. But uh, you know, most of those cards were in this monster box, uh, including, you know, the, the good players and rookies from from the late 80s and early 90s. And I just start kind of going through these rows. I just randomly just kind of pull cards out and I'm having a little chuckle. And, you know, because especially some of the older cards, you know, some of the older editions of Fleer and Dunn, whereas the cards weren't that good, the pictures weren't that good. You know, you have like Burt Blylevin on the 81 Fleer, you know, wearing the old pirate uniform. Uh, and this is pre-beard Blylevin. You know, he looks like a train conductor. And I'm, I'm having this, <laughs> this laugh looking at these cards. <laughs> That's so and, true. And, and, you know, the yeah, and it, it, look it up. The 81 Fleer, Burt Blylevin. He looks like the uh, conductor from uh, A Stop at Willoughby, the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking through these cards, and, and the first idea was, you know, I could just – pick out some of these cards and almost like a MST3K kind of riff on them a little bit. Uh, and that was kind of the general plan. And, and I thought, well, I'll go year by year and set by set and just kind of talk about the card and talk about these pictures. And um, that the format actually changed a little bit because my first random pull, and it really was a, an honest-to-God random pull, was Larry Cox, who was a uh, utility infielder and catcher for the Mariners back in the early 80s. I pulled his 81 Fleer card. And the picture is, I, I remember this card as a kid because, you know, Larry just looks really sad and depressed and, you know, he's kind of unknowingly emasculating himself because he's got this big catcher glove over his groin, just kind of knowing about it, I guess it's Fenway Park. And, you know, I was doing a little research on him and, you know, 
found out that he actually passed away in, I think, 1990, um, playing basketball with his son. And, uh, you know, not that there's a good way to die, but that's a really crappy way to die. So it kind of kind of hit me home. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, we can make fun of these pictures and, you know, players' names and stuff like that. But, you know, there, there's a story behind the players. So, um, you know, the, the podcast has since evolved into, you know, talking about the player, um, you know, kind of catching people up on what has happened to the players since. Certainly talking about the particular card set, my thoughts about it. And then we also have a, a Twitter feed, uh, Wax and Gumstains is the handle. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got our listeners chiming in about the podcast, about the players, and then just about the hobby in general. So we kind of have, it's almost like a, a listener mailbag, if you will. Um, and it all just, it, it just came together. And, and I've been doing it for about five or six months now, and it's, it's grown quite a bit. Uh, and, I, I, and I've gotten some joy in finding that there are other people, you know, roughly my age, maybe plus or minus a few years, who collected the same cards, remember the same players, uh, remember the same sets. And it's been a fun uh, back and forth with the listeners. And, you know, like I said, it was just a crazy idea that just kind of came out of, you know, shuffling some stuff around in storage. And, um, you know, it's, it's turned into a pretty fun endeavor ever since. That's really cool, man. I was listening to your 91 Tops one, your podcast, because I, I love 91 Tops. It's kind of my favorite set of that time period. And, uh, yeah, you were having a lot of fun on there, just talking it up, and, and some of the feedback you were getting was just really cool. So with that being said, what is your favorite set from that time period? Well, if you're looking at the junk wax era, so I think everyone pretty much agrees that's like 88 to 93 or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, I agree with you. 91 Tops is my favorite. I loved it as a kid. I, I've loved it ever since. Uh, I called it in that podcast. I called it the last fun card set because that was the last set that was on the old gray card stock. It was the last set that included bubblegum. Uh, it was the last set that, you know, didn't really have any, you know, insert cards, gold foil, chrome refractors, none of that. Nope. Um, now, now there was, there was the, the perk of having, you know, that was their, what was it? The 40th anniversary. So they were inserting the older cards and, and, you know, there was a chase for, for redemption for older sets and, and star cards. Um, now, what's interesting is, and as you pointed out earlier in the conversation, um, you know, 91 Tops has now suddenly become a, a go-to set <laughs> because of, uh, of all the various um, variations and, you know, the blacklight effect on the back of the cards. I personally don't know if Tops intended to do that. I think they probably just started running low on ink uh, when creating 5 million copies of each card or somebody spilled a cup of coffee in the ink vat and it's <laughs> showing up with black lights now. But, uh, yeah, 91 Tops was always my favorite. Um, you know, like I said, it was the last fun card because by 1992, everybody raised the bar to try to catch up to upper deck. Um, and then I would say, you know, if you're looking for some runners up, I've always liked 1990 Fleer for some strange reason. Okay. Um, you, you know, it was just a, a good, just good childhood memories of, of buying a pack of that pretty much every Sunday after church. There was a grocery store across from my church my family went to. And, you know, I'd, I'd buy those. Uh, and also 89 Tops, um, you know, just to round that out, um, just because that was the first pack I opened, the first set that I you know, collected, uh, you know, that's how I was introduced to the hobby. And I found it's pretty funny doing all these podcasts and getting a listener reaction. 
uh, a lot of the times a, a person's first pack, even if it's 88 Donruss, which I think it's beaten up too much, but right, right. Um, you know, <laughs> even if it's a less popular set, so many people, they just, that's my favorite set just because that was the first one I opened. And then I would say to just anything from 81 to 87, even some of the bad sets, I've always enjoyed because that's, again, before the hobby really boomed. So there's, there's a lot to like. Uh, and that's one of the cool things about this podcast as well is you know, looking back at some of these sets, you give it a second look and you go, you know what? It wasn't as bad as everybody thought it was. There's actually some good things to a set. And then there are some others, you know, like 90 Donruss and 91 Fleer that are just train wrecks. And, and even all these years later, you go, yeah, that was a disaster. Don't don't bother trying to collect that nowadays. <laughs> you didn't like the bright yellow cards in 91 Fleer? You didn't like oh, that? Oh, no. No, and it was so funny with it because 90 Fleer was one of my favorites. Uh, I remember, and this is, you know, before the internet, you know, you actually had to go out of the house to look at this stuff. Amazing. Um, you know, there there were two ways that you got a preview of a card. It was through Beckett Baseball Card Monthly and going to a shop where, you know, maybe one of the manufacturers sent a promo card. And I remember seeing the promo cards of 91 Fleer and just going, eh. And I, and I may have bought two packs and that was it. That was uh, I like mustard, just not on my baseball card. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Matt, that's going to lead me into my next question for you. You are a uh, a pretty witty and funny guy. I, I love the titles of your podcast. I love your handle on Twitter. It says, uh, showing off our Pete LeCox and our Rusty Cunts for your pleasure. Um, <laughs> man, that's sports comedy is, is a... <laughs> Is a is a bit of comedy that I don't think gets enough respect. But you you title these podcasts beautifully. I mean, do you sit and lament hours over them, or are you pretty quick with it? Oh no, it's pretty much improvised. Uh, and thank you. I take that as a compliment. Uh, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, sports is. You know, I work in broadcasting. I've I've been you know working in broadcasting for twenty years, mostly in sports. And, you know, especially when you look at the news these days, sports is the toy section. It, it is so, so much fun to work in sports uh, and to talk sports. You know, it's um, I've heard Bob Costas say this. It's the great unifier. You know, it's, uh, it doesn't matter what political party you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. Uh, you can have a, a peaceful conversation about baseball or even baseball cards with pretty much anybody. Um, so I like to have fun with it, and, and that's just my personality. Uh, it's, it not only runs through the family, but, you know, I was born and raised with, um, you know, Mel Brooks and Monty Python and, uh, you know, you, you name it. So, you know, when it comes to, uh, like, the Twitter handle, Wax and Gum Stakes, uh, it, it's just, if you collected, especially back in the 80s, you know what that's all about. So it, it, it rings true with every collector. Um, but when it comes to podcast titles, um, they, you know, they just come to my mind, you know, after, after a few minutes. Uh, I'm a big fan of alliteration. So, you know, you may see, uh, you know, Fleer flops while Fryman flies or something like that. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's nice to have a little play on words. And, you know, it stands out much more than episode 52, you know, or, you know, something simple like that. You know, it's as as the guy in the room who uh, who names the podcast. I I struggle sometimes because it, sometimes it's just straightforward. This is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. Last week I gave an ode to a sitcom that I never watched, uh, uh, Friends, <laughs> and I and I titled the show "The One with David Wright." And uh, <laughs> geez, 
Uh, that anyway, that's how I titled the show last week, just because I wanted to give an ode to Friends, even though I've never seen the uh, seen an episode of that show. Uh, I like your episode forty three here, ninety one score and slamming Sammy Sosa, uh, Sosa wearing the god awful throwback White Sox uniform and the hat that looks like a floppy kid hat is just <laughs> horrible. But very, I, I'm just I'm just droning on here. I love the titles of your podcast. It's a uh, they're, they're very they're very clever and I and I respect them a lot, sir. Well, well, thank you. And by the way, those 1917 throwbacks. I just saw something. It sounds like the White Sox are going to break those out again. You know, they did it that one year because the last season uh, in the old Comiskey Park, but now it's a centennial. So, uh, if you hated them before, you're really going to hate them now. Get out the scissors like Chris Sale and, and have a blast <laughs> with those. That's funny. Now, um, since we're talking baseball, the uh, the Hall of Fame, the class, the 2017 class. Uh, I'm sorry, class of 2017 Hall of Fame is going to be announced this week. Um, do you think Pudge has any chance of getting in at all? You know, it's interesting because if you look at the raw numbers and what he did, where he went, like he was one of the main reasons why the Texas Rangers suddenly became relevant in, in the mid '90s. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, I know Detroit and some of the other places he went to down the line. Um, but, you know, there, there's always, you know, unfortunately, you're dealing with Hall of Fame classes that are clouded in steroid suspicion. Uh, for some players, it's more than suspicion. You know, there's the Mitchell report. There's, you know, Jose Canseco's ramblings, uh, you know, other things that provide some circumstantial evidence. So um, it's hard to say because, you know, was he of the level, you know, you look at some of the more recent inductees. Uh, was he up there? I don't know if he was that close, but you know, I think he certainly gets quite a few votes. I don't know if he gets in on this ballot. I think you know, you're looking at uh, there's a huge love fest for Tim Raines, and I think Tim Raines is deserving of it. But I also think a lot of it is, um, you know, people just wanting to you know cash in on their uh, Montreal Expos uh, replica uniforms. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think Jeff Bagwell gets in. He got. So close this past year. Um, and I am still a big believer, uh, and I'm biased because I watched him play as a kid. He was a, a co-host of mine for a couple of years on a radio show, the crime dog Fred McGriff, who did it naturally, oh, by the way, uh, who led the American League in home runs back in the day when 39 was enough to lead the league in home runs, and who only has just as many home runs as the late, the great Lou Gehrig with 493. Uh, how he keeps getting stiffed, I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, you know, to, to go back to your original question, does Pudge get in? I personally, I think it's close, but I don't think this year it's enough. I think it's Bagwell and Reigns, and then you see where the chips fall after that. That makes a lot of sense. I want to give a shout-out to uh, to Crime Dog as well. My favorite thing about Crime Dog was um, 1991, maybe 92, 93, uh, NES baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. All so they, didn't, they didn't have an MLB license, so all the players were named something different except for Ken Griffey Jr. Best name in the whole game, Crime Dog. Crime Dog. Crime Dog. Man, it was <laughs> that, awesome. that was just his name. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's awesome. Well, and I tell people, you know, when when he was traded from the Padres to the Braves, he literally set the town on fire. That was the day when he arrived at Fulton County Stadium. There was a massive fire in the stadium. So you knew that uh, it was a good deal when he was just uh, causing spontaneous combustion uh, in the press box. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. That's good stuff. All right, man. Well, look, 
you know, you do all, you got this podcast, you do your cards, you talk about cards, but your day job is pretty doggone cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the, what you do during the day? Yeah, and the day job, which is also partly a night job, well, night job uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it amazes me I have time to do the podcast. So uh, it's a balancing act, but I'm, I'm the director of broadcasting for the NHL's Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you know, very fortunate. Like I said, I've been in broadcasting for over 20 years. And, you know, the Lightning, uh, I'm not originally from Tampa, but I grew up here. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up literally 15 minutes from the Florida State Fairgrounds where they played their first season. Um, so, you know, I've been following the team since day one and, and, you know, it's you know, interesting how, you know, some of your, uh, your passions all come together, you know, watching hockey, doing broadcasting, uh, you know, my favorite team. And, uh, you know, the, the long story short is, uh, while I am occasionally on the air, mostly on the radio side, um, you know, it's, it's basically overseeing, you know, our radio broadcast, uh, being a liaison with our TV broadcast. And then, uh, you know, we also have a 24-7 streaming audio channel called Lightning Power Play, which is available on the iHeartRadio app. Um, so, you know, it's programming that. It's bouncing this, that, and the other. But, you know, again, uh, you know, I'd much rather be covering sports as hectic as some days are. Um, you know, I, a friend of mine put it perfectly. He said a bad day in sports broadcasting is when the game goes to overtime because, you know, you have to work a little later or you can't hit the bar as quickly as you'd like to. Um, so, uh, you know, it's in, again, compared to news, it's, it, it's a breeze. So, yeah, you know, a lot of fun uh, doing what I do. And, and, you know, I think it kind of plays into, you know, collecting plays into it because, you know, again, it's so funny trying to explain to people who are, young you know what life was like before the internet it's it's like trying to explain what life was like with the dinosaurs um you know uh baseball cards in particular or sports cards in general i mean that was our window to the world you know there were only so many games available on tv uh you could only get so much out of a newspaper story or a box score so you, you know looking through the cards and the history of players and teams and franchises and the game itself you know, that it's so funny. You look at it now, all these years later, that was a primer. You know, a lot of the stuff that I, you know, talk about now, you know, I can relate back to 25 or so years ago, some of the hockey cards I collected. So it's all funny how it all comes together. And certainly, um, you know, there aren't too many bad days at the office, although when the home team loses, it's a little tough. But, uh, you, you know, there's another game around the corner. As as the hockey guy in the office, um I'm I'm probably the only hockey guy in the office actually. Uh I can tell you that it must be fun. I I'm sorry, I'm I'm assuming here, but it must be fun uh, <laughs> being down there with Tampa. That that Tampa fan base really really gets behind their team and uh it's fun to watch them on TV and just hear about the interactions that I read on the internet, but uh being being part of it that that must be something special. Yeah, and especially because when you look at the history of the Lightning, you know like I said I've been able to be here since day 1. Um, you know, left for, for college for a few years, but still kept tabs with the team. But, you know, you look at the history of the team, and next season is going to be their 25th season, so there's going to be a big uh, big to-do about that, obviously. But, you know, uh, putting a, an NHL team in Tampa, Florida, that was, A, a huge surprise. And then, B, making it work. I mean, you, you look at the history of the team with the, you know, some past shady ownership and some not-so-good teams and, you know, the team played in three different buildings in their first five years of existence. 
Um, you know, it took quite a bit of stick handling to make it work. So to see it, and a lot of it is, is under our current ownership of Jeffrey Vinnick, um, to see the fan base really swell around the team. And, you know, it helps that the team's been winning for the most part the last few seasons. But, you know, there were some, some down years, too, where people kept coming, people kept believing, and, and it's great to see that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something about sports in general. It's a, it's a unifying thing. And when you have a team that is winning, a team, you know, a, a brand, if you will, a logo that unites people, and you see this, uh, you know, across the board. I mean, look at look at baseball. I mean, the Cubs this this past year. I mean, everybody was a Cubs fan, even if you're not a Cubs fan. Uh, and the year before that, you know, I was rooting for the Royals. I've had no interest in the Royals, but you know, to see a team long suffering for 30 years finally put it all together, uh, and to beat you know a, a big bad team out of New York. You know, it wasn't the Yankees, but still, you know, Kansas City versus New York. It's David versus Goliath. It's fun to see fan bases rally around stuff like that. And I get to see it on a, on a personal basis. And, and that's, again, just one of the many things that makes uh, sports so fun. It, it is. Um, my time, I, I, I spent three seasons with the Mariners, and uh, we've never put that, the Mariners have never put that together. They've never went on that championship run. So uh, it, it's, it can be heartbreaking all at once. Um, well, all right. yeah, but, uh, but, but to that defense, real quick. Sure. Uh, you know, it, I mean, all these years later, People still remember where they were in 1995 when, you know, they, they beat the Yankees and moved on to the ALCS. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's even it's incredible how even just a moment from decades ago can still keep a fan base going and still give them hope for the next season. That is one of the greatest calls ever. Rest in peace, Dave Niehaus. That was yeah. just an amazing, amazing call. All right, man, uh, we're up against it. we got to get back to work. But before we get out of here, we want to give you a chance to give our listeners your handle so they can go and check out your podcast. Where can they do that at? Yeah, it's uh, Wax and Gum Stains. That's you know, all one word on Twitter. You can uh, give us a follow there. And like I said, the conversation is, is ongoing, not just about the podcast, but about the hobby. And Wax Ecstatic comes out twice a week. You can find us on Audio Boom or via iTunes. And uh, Tuesdays and Fridays are when we shoot for shows. So we've got another one coming up just around the corner. Uh, plowing through 1992, there's so many freaking sets from that year, but we're, we're doing it. And, um, you know, there is an archive on Audio Boom as well. If you just type in Wax Ecstatic, you can listen to past podcasts. As, uh, we, we cover everything from 81 up until where we are right now. You guys definitely should go check that out. Uh, I'm on that page right now. Uh, just go check out the titles and click one because they're hilarious. But uh, <laughs> uh, they they it's definitely something you should go check out. Uh, it's and, definitely what I'm going to listen to the rest of the day. You listen to the rest sure. of the day. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for yeah. supporting our show, Paul. Uh, no problem. <laughs> and just go go check it out. Go have fun. Relive your youth because uh, he, man, Matt breaks it down pretty good here, and the and the uh, listener interaction is fun as well. All right, Matt, we're going to let you get out of here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining the show. And let's do this again soon, okay? Absolutely. Anytime. I appreciate you having me on the show, guys. All right. Take care, Matt. This is Craig with LegendLockers.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, man. Matt Sammons, if you need him. What a cool dude, man. Really enjoyed that interview. Uh, really funny. I like that part. I like, yep. I like it. It's funny. I was, I was fumbling my words in it. Um, real funny guy, love his day job, dude, or his night job. Whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. That's a that's a that's a sick job, man. Once once I uh, 
got started working in sports, I never wanted to do anything ever, ever else again. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, so it's kind of um, like at the buffet. You start eating, and you just yeah, never, just just never, never want to go. go. Yeah, never want to um, go anywhere else. <laughs> to be the director of broadcasting, though, that's really cool. Um, just when I when I actually short real quick short story when i joined the army it was because i wanted to go to broadcasting school and i couldn't pay for it oh okay okay right. so i joined the i army. didn't know that you didn't know that no man um i joined the army because of that and like i said i was bored on a tuesday and went <laughs> you know you know what will help pay for school the army the army and it did some 10 years later and hey it worked though and i didn't go to broadcasting school <laughs> But but, but of, you have your own podcast. Yeah, I have my, we, uh, we have a where we have a podcast. We have but a you're, podcast. you're a part of a, yeah yeah. So you know it all works out at the end. But that's really cool. Thanks to him for coming on. Uh, go check his show out. A lot of interaction with fans there uh, on the Twitter feed and on the show. So go check it out. Enjoy it. Um, let him show you his rusty cunts, man. It'll just and his Pat Lecoq. It just it's Pete. But who's Pete, who, who's Pat, getting it right? It's yeah. all. It's, it doesn't matter at that point, right? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're all bad. Uh, all right, moving on yeah, to, to fantasy basketball. Let's move on to fantasy basketball. First thing I want to say about fantasy basketball is if you have not sent me your address for your T-shirt, please do so. Otherwise, you're not going to get a T-shirt. Uh, I think most everybody has. We took another butt whipping last week, 1345 to 1199 You know what? I think we need to change. I, yeah? I think I need to start messing with the team a little bit more. Maybe so. I think because, because you're failing. Fool. I am failing. I'm about to trade away Russell Westbrook. I just... Well, don't be, that, that would be dumb. <laughs> that would be dumb. He's the only reason we had 1,199 <laughs> points last week. He had all of them. <laughs> all but seven. All but seven. From that tall guy off the bench. Yep. Uh, hungry for points, Zach May. 10-2, Zach May. Wow. Uh, beat, beat Santa Rosa's Baby Chickens, uh, 1209. I'm sorry, 1285 to 1209. Um, Thunderhumper. Oh, my goodness. You got smashed, son. Reheat sixth, Steve Dalton doing it big over there, twelve fifty eight to nine seventy seven. And, and he was upset because he forgot to set his lineup yeah, one night yeah, too. He was but p- clearly it didn't matter. Uh, love this name, Boom Shakalaka. Remember that from NBA Jam? <laughs> I do. I remember that. I uh, do. Boom Shakalaka. Uh, Kevin just uh, squeaking one out there, eleven ninety six to eleven fifty one over the Fighting Tacos. What's up, Jason? Cali KCT one uh, lost to Christmas Gremlins. Jamie Taylor beating him fifteen fifteen to eleven seventy one. Wow, putting up some points. Putting some points. Oh, uh, Mike Sommer, uh, is it Summer? S O M M E R Summer. Sure. Mike's been getting uh, getting in contact with me lately because he's really enjoying the league and, and, the, oh, and good. the show. So thanks, Mike, for listening. Uh, bro, you brought the pain. A game, huh? He brought his A game. Uh, granted, he was paying. He was playing Team Strobel, which at this point is just a win for everybody. <laughs> um, I'm taking over that team. It's a seven. Well, it wouldn't. You wouldn't do any good. He's one in eleven. Wow. Worse than us, but not by much. Uh, team Strobel just took a just a beating. Uh, Seventeen twenty-two to nine eighty. Ew, that's almost like a double up. Yeah, it is almost like a double up. Uh, also, Mike wanted to know a little bit more about the uh, Fantasy Baseball League, which will happen. Yeah, it we're, will. We're just waiting for it to get closer, and uh, when it gets closer, we will... Uh, we, we really will. need to iron out the details on that, though. Yeah, I think we're, what we're going to do is we're going to let Paul have a league, and we're going to let Eric have a league. I think that might be work. I think that'll work out pretty well. That way, more people can get involved. More people get involved. You and I can have a little competition. Yeah, a little bit. A little so bit of... Who, who's, 
whose league is better. Absolutely. Do something like that. I mean, my league will be better, but you know. All right, that's what that's what happened last week in fantasy basketball. Back at fantasy basketball, if hey, you're in what place are we in? I can't see the screen. Uh, right we're in the second to last place. Oh, yeah, we're bad. Brutal. We are bad. All right, bad, it, bad. It's time for a comeback. It's time for a comeback. There's yeah. not much more we can do. <laughs> we are in second to last place. Look at let's look at blocks though, because that was our giveaway. That is our giveaway, and we're not out of the. Uh, out of the month yet. No, man, we block the sun well, son. Yeah, we do. Boom Shakalaka is leading that right now. What a great name to be leading I, in blocks. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Boom Shakalaka, 395 points for the blocks. Uh, got a couple more weeks to go. So we'll see where that's at at the, at the end of that All right. little time span there. But uh, Paul and I are putting together one of those nice little mystery packs for you. To make sure that you guys are all hooked up, and you know, Panini might have something to do with it again. We gotta gotta reach out to Panini, yep, and make sure that that can happen. I will work on that, son. All right, uh, before we jump on to our next segment with Steve Grad, uh, Graphing with Grad, week three of the month, coming back on. We're talking uh, all things Graphing. Grad has been a globe trotter. I see what you did there. You like that? I like that. Do you like alliteration? Do you like onomatopoeia? Yeah, you know, somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. I like it with butter, though. Put my piece yeah. with the butter. I, I like that. That's how I work there. That's how I work it out. Uh, Grad has been all over the just country. And, yeah. And he is really busy, but he's joining us this morning on the phone. So we're going to give him a call in just a minute. But before we do that, uh, I reached out to you guys on Twitter, and I said, hey, we want to know your horror stories, uh, bad transactions, bad deals, and such and such. Uh, the names are going to be omitted. Okay. For the uh, just the... Just yeah, we don't want to call. Yeah, we don't want to call, call anybody, anybody out. out. Yeah, but uh, I, I, th- I, I grabbed one and I want to read it. Okay, I know which one you grabbed. No, I didn't. I, oh, you, not, you, I, I got you another switched one. it up I on me. I switched it up on you. Oh, all right. I didn't grab the one you thought I was going to grab. Okay, because right. there didn't want there to be any bias. Understood. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Understood. So, uh, my man says I did have one. I sold. I sold to a good card buddy. Was a triple thread relic book <clears throat> to fifteen in a, in an Elway Auto. Spectra f- number to 15 that I shipped that was stolen from his work or UPS stole it. Uh, I trust him tru- and truly believe he never got it, <clears throat> so I never got paid. Ever since, <clears throat> ever since all, ooh, even sent all the paperwork to the UPS, but since I, I used my wife's company, she did not want to claim the $500 on her account. She is cool with her boss and he is a trusted friend from Top Shelf Breaks, not Chris, but a friend of both of us. I had to eat the full value. Was a five hundred dollar loss with both cards, but <clears throat> but be real, the total was more like seventy five to get to them. From then from then on, I only use my own shipping. I pay for, even if I even if I'm sure her boss would be okay. I figured it was a, a lesson learned. Only do signature required for anything over a hundred dollars now. Uh, I guess we could drone on and on and on and on about. Bad shipping, yeah. Uh, I've I've worked in shipping for a while, <laughs> right? Um, it's it's a pain in the arse. This particular particular situation, yeah, it's just a lesson learned. I think, yeah. Um, you ever had any bad shipping experiences? Yeah, I've had a few. Yeah. You know, I've gotten some stuff where, you know, it's just the cards in a soft sleeve wrapped in a baggie. You know, like sure. between a Twinkie. I mean, I've gotten some crazy, crazy stuff. And then I've gotten the other side. Right. Where it takes me three, it takes me like 15 minutes to get the one card out of the like four layers of tape, cardboard, bubble wrap, bubble mailer, inside another bubble mailer. 
and you're just like, man, this card's like five bucks and it's taking me like 15 minutes to pull it out of here. Right. So yeah, I've gotten both extremes, man. I, ha- I hate the plain white envelope. Oh yeah. See it yeah. a lot though. P W E The P W E. Uh, here with this, with this gentleman's story, man, UPS is, is a, is a beast. <laughs> yeah. That's just such a bummer, man. Yeah. You know, cause in, at the same time, it might not have been now. I mean, the dude, yeah. dude could have totally just pocketed the cards or PC. He'll never sell them and whatever and whatever. Right. So it's it's tricky. Yeah, it's, it's, tricky. it's real tricky. Um, my my biggest fear it, with shipping is shipping during the holidays. I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely hate shipping during the holidays, and uh, I ship to Canada a lot. Eh. Eh. So um, my I my trick. I showed you this trick. Uh, Ken Kinsley showed me this trick. Okay. PayPal ship now. Perfect. It is. Cuts shipping in half to Canada. It does. And your time, too. You don't stand in line, try to fill out paperwork. The employee may or may not know what's going on when you're trying to send something to Canada. Exactly. So go check out PayPal backslash ship now. And And send your stuff to Canada, man. Yeah, end your Canadian woes. Yeah. I mean, you can send one card for 262 American, sure, and then it's two two what two ninety one. Yeah, send it to Canada, so yeah. it's like thirty cents more. Not yeah. a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Go go. Don't don't back out of trades <laughs> to Canada because you don't want to pay the shipping. Right, it's exactly. Easy man. Now, with that being said, Canadian shipping, like from prov- from province to province, is horrible. Yeah. It is absolutely horrible. I feel sorry for those guys that live up there. So, uh, but take advantage of what we have. Don't don't shy away from that Canadian shipping. All right, that's that story. That's story time with Eric and Paul. And like a tip of the day, too. <laughs> yeah, man, we got it all. Yeah, we got it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, got the fantasy in there. Um, now we're just going to move on to Steve Grad. He's gonna, he's, like I said, he's been all over the world. He's got some interesting things coming up. Uh, if you're in the Las Vegas area, Vegas. coming up pretty soon, we, Beckett Authentication Services, not we, not Paul and I, but Beth, Beckett Authentication Services, BAS, is going to be at the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop a.k.a. the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop, with a Beckett appearance there uh, just hooking that all up. So jealous. I see you smiling over there. So jealous, man. Are you, are you jealous? Here's the thing, dude. That that pawn, st- that pawn shop is like, it's a little bit bigger than this room we're in. So. No, I know. I know, I know. I mean, I know, you know, I know the backstory. And yeah. I, I know some of the ins and outs or whatever, but yeah. still jealous. So if you're in the Vegas area, go check him out. Uh, Steve's going to jump on and tell us all, all about where he's been. He just got off a plane. I know he's tired, so... Uh, Thank you, Steve, preemptively for joining us because that's really cool of you. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll be right back and uh, hang tight. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And joining us on the phone, as we mentioned, Mr. Steve Grad, the globe-trotting Steve Grad. He is tired. He's worn out, but he made time for us today. Thank you, sir. How are you doing? Good. How are you? What's we're, happening? Well, you know, you're happening right now, man. It's it's all about BAS right now. It is, man. It's all about you, man. You guys are on fire. On yeah, fire. Yeah, we're, try, we're trying to, to – it's, it's been kind of exciting to ramp all this up. And, uh, you know, we were just been a, a – you know, literally like eight days on the road. And it's not like I really like being gone that much, but, you know, we've gone from all these different places where, you know, Dallas and New York, and uh, we were, you know, out in Philadelphia and New Jersey, you know, 
I mean, it's really crazy the travel we're doing, but we're getting it out there. And I guess you got to if you don't put that word out there, if you don't, you know, you don't hit the bricks, you're in trouble. So that's what we're doing. Well, man, I've uh, watched you on social media go from place to place to place, and it looks like you guys have been having some some real good times. Some probably some seeing some cool pieces, right? Yeah, we we um, you know. It was really cool in New York. We did the White Plains show, and and I'll tell you that it's that that is interesting because it's a small venue. It's not that big, but there was uh, this was the first time we had to square off against like four different. I think it was three or four different authentication companies. So oh wow, yeah, it was. You know, we're it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, um, gosh, what's the movie with? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Will Ferrell, um, uh, the San Diego one. I can't think of it. I'm, I'm having a um, Cramp here, Anchorman. Yeah, you know how they had the different broadcast crews. I mean, there was all these different authentication companies in this little area, and um, it, it just kind of reminded me of that. You know where they have the the big fight scenes. They sure, had sure. Them in both movies. That's fine. But, like the, the clash of the titans. A, you know, there's work there, but there's it's also competitive too. So um, I did see a Christy Matthewson ball that was great. Um, it was dated, I want to say 1911. Wow. Um, that yeah, was really neat. And John McGraw had signed the other side of it, but you really couldn't see it. Um, so we had a chance to authenticate that. Um, and, you know, just little stuff. Where It seems like the one thing we're really hitting a lot of lately is celebrity entertainment stuff. Um, and, you know, Brian and I have such a, a diverse background, but one thing that I've spent a lot of time doing, and same with Brian, is chasing autographs and, you know, a lot of celebrity stuff. So it seems like there's a lot of that stuff coming into us. And, you know, we do hoverboards and, you know, uh, Robin Williams and John Travolta's and all that type of stuff. Seems like we're getting a lot of it. You know, there is a an account. I'm sorry to cut you off, Paul. You're good. Uh, there's an account on Instagram. They have an eBay store as well that I've been noticing a lot of. It's called VeriSigned, and they are just cranking out the BAS authenticated celebrity autographs. Uh, yeah. Just, I, like, every day they're putting, like, 10 or 12 new ones up, and I'm just like, this is absolutely crazy but so you guys are actually just kicking all kinds of ass out there with that kind of with that yeah, segment it's of. good to get the coverage like they're they're doing it uh you know i was really happy yesterday and this is this was um kind of made me happy we were in chicago yesterday and um uh, a good supporter of ours is going to be uh Berge sports cards and up in highland park on central avenue and uh he hosted us yesterday he also hosted the rock card review and it was a great event yesterday and i mean it was packed and, you know, he's he's got this little store. It's down in the basement area. And um, we had this big room we were in with Rock Hard Review and the authenticators, and it was nonstop work. And I had to leave at 3.30 to catch a flight back here uh, to California. But, I mean, we were just hammered. And the great thing that I saw was the social media platform that worked. And people were coming there asking to see me, take a picture. Hey, I saw you post this. Um, we want to come get this item authenticated or bring our stuff down because we saw you talk about it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. So that was it made me happy. And people are recognizing that. They're seeing the Beckett name. And, you know, one thing to remember, I know you guys know this, but Beckett's been there for, for I mean, I grew up with it. You know, I'm, I'm 46. It was there when I was a little kid. And people have that ingrained in their head, and it's, it's just it's, it's literally seamless right now where people are just like, oh, great, oh, Beckett's doing autograph authentication. I better get my stuff to him. So that's good. That is very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, I actually, I have a question for you. We're talking about seeing this influx of celebrity stuff. Do you think it's because of so many celebrities that passed last year that people maybe now are like, wow, I need to get this done now to, to kind of 
have it done and, and, and authenticated and, and make sure it's real? Yeah, you know, some people get into that mode where um, they feel like, oh, man, I, I had these sitting around. Like, you know, at the show in New York, someone brought us literally, and, and this is a guy that has uh, um, connections. Like, and, and this is an interesting, you know, kind of world, the autograph world, but where, you know, he's got connections with uh, celebrities where, you know, he could get 30, 40, 50 things signed at a time. So Robin Williams is one where we must have asserted 40 or 50 Robin Williams 8x10s for him. Um, and he recently passed a few years ago. So um, people like to make sure they're getting their stuff certified. I think it's important. Um, you know, and guys, honestly, we're not probably going to have this stuff forever. You know, the one person, you know, one chain of command, you know, it's going to pass on somewhere. And I think people figure, well, if I get rid of it or I, you know, end up selling this or whatever, I, I might as well have some certification on it now. So I, I think we're seeing a lot of that. And, I, and, and the amount of stuff we're certifying celebrity-wise, it's, it's shocking to me. I mean, some of it's just low-end, high-end, middle ground. Um, people want to have that name on it, and it's. I think it's making a difference. It, it clearly, it clearly, clearly is. Because, uh, like I said, I've I've seen a lot of it, and I haven't. Not that I haven't seen the sports stuff because uh, it's out there, but the celebrity stuff is really getting a lot of play lately in in the collecting realm. Let's talk about sports, man. Uh, the Hall of Fame class of 20, 2017 was announced yesterday for the Major League Baseball. Uh, Tim Raines. Jeff Bagwell and Pudge Rodriguez all got in. Do you have any? Sure. Uh, do you have any cool stories about maybe chasing them down or, or any cool signatures you've seen of theirs? Yeah, you know what? I will tell you one thing. I've gotten, I've met those guys many times, and Reigns was always a class act. Just a great guy, a nice guy about signing. Uh, Jeff Bagwell, I got from his rookie year with the Astros. You know, down in Kissimmee, down in spring training, uh, all throughout his career, he was one of the nicest guys to approach in all of baseball. I, I, I don't know if there's many more. I, I have to tell you, I remember Jeff signing. Just literally you could go for the Astros if you're a chaser, autograph guy. You go to their hotel, you go to the ballpark, and Jeff Bagwell would just sign like crazy. He's a great guy. And then um, well, the final one was Yvonne Rodriguez, and, and I got him his rookie year. I met him his rookie year, and all throughout his career he was great. I mean, he was really a good guy. And I, I always was wondering with Rodriguez when he would stop being nice because – some guys just stop being nice, you know. Um, he never stopped being nice. He was great. And I, I enjoyed watching all those guys play so much. And Tim Raines, obviously, have the uh, connection to the White Sox. I'm a White Sox fan. He played uh, for five seasons there. And Jeff Bagwell, my fa my favorite Jeff Bagwell memory, guys, is the 2005 World Series uh, Game 1, and he struck out against Bobby Jenks on, a, I think, a 105-mile-an-hour fastball. It was awesome. Uh, Detroit, right? <laughs> Sorry? Detroit, right? Was it Detroit? Oh, Chicago. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was in Yakima, Washington when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I like Jeff Bagwell a lot. He was a, and I, it's nice to see those guys get in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, one thing I noticed is that the, um, the other guys started climbing a little bit. Clements and, uh, was it Barry Bonds, started to climb a pinch, and Sosa's still on the ballot. You know, I don't know how, how Bagwell gets in before Bonds. I don't understand that. I mean, I, I know that there's the steroid thing there, but uh, – Bonds' numbers are just way better than Bagwell's, and that's not that's not a shot at Bagwell. But if you're going to put bag, bags in, you need to put Barry in too. That's my thought. Yeah, they're a lot better. Yeah, but, you know, uh, you have to remember that you know Bonds is the guy that basically that whole you know the steroid thing focused on was him, Clements, and they're paying the price for it. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see next year if they jump more. You know, I, I really want to see. I, I obviously, Trevor Hoffman was pretty close, and Vlad Guerrero and those guys were pretty good players, but. Um, 
it'd be interesting to see if Bonds could take that jump because it's it, as a baseball fan, I wish those guys would have never done that stuff. But and Clements and Bonds were just phenomenal baseball players. You know, yeah. it was great to watch them play. Sosa was too. But you know, um, what happens when you cheat? You know, you pay the price in the end, and you don't get, you know, you don't get the the, the fan love at the end of it. You know, you you know, just think of this, guys. Think how much money these guys are losing on the back end of their careers. And everybody likes money, okay? Just think about the money that's lost during signings, shows, exclusive deals, card deals, you name it. These guys are losing money all the time because they're not members of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough break. That, for that's them. a good point too. It is a good point. Yeah. yeah. They they are losing a lot of money on the back end of the deals. Um but let's talk about making some money because you've been at a lot of shows. you got some shows coming up. I saw yesterday that we're going to be at the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop uh, coming up pretty soon. But what about some other shows as well? Well, yeah, tomorrow's Gold and Silver Pawn. Um, Saturdays um, we're doing just a little Roger Craig thing um, for, for a company in Vegas. And then um, I'm trying to think here. We have uh, Chicago. We have Santa Clara. Um, I'm trying to – it's really weird. I have to try and keep – these all straight in my head. Uh, obviously, in March, we have a busy March. We have Chicago Fanatic Show, which is uh, March 17th. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, weekend. Uh, the weekend before that, I believe we have Santa Clara, uh, which is a GTSM show. Um, and also, we're doing GTSM Houston, which is not to get confused with the TriStar Houston. And GTSM is the last weekend in January. Um, so I, I believe it's a Saturday, Sunday show on that final weekend. And we're also, uh, previous to that, I think it's the 26th. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but, uh, we're doing a store appearance at Houston sports connection on a Friday. And then we're going to do the GTSM show. Um, so we're staying busy. We're getting out. And then also we'll be out in New York frequently. We're going to be in Buffalo for an appearance with, uh, Beckett, um, uh, with, the, with the card guys. So we're getting out there. And guys, if you go to Buffalo and then, you know, you're going to Chicago and, you know, you're covering a lot of things in Houston, we're moving across the country pretty well. That's, that's almost really too awesome. much. <laughs> and who wants to go to Buffalo in February? Yeah, huh? No one wants to go to no Buffalo. No one wants to go to Buffalo. <laughs> well, I'm going there. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You want to go with? I, I would love to go to Buffalo in February with you. Yeah, we would go in a heartbeat, man. I don't like this heat yeah. down here in Texas. So. If, if, like, if we could just get something that looked like a winter here, I would be happy. Yeah. It would be, be really cold, guys. Yeah, so. that's that's crazy. So you're down in Houston. I'm going to be down in uh, San Antonio for the Royal Rumble that weekend. So I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it down to Houston to see you. But, oh, well, I'll enjoy it. Royal Rumble is uh, – okay, please forgive me. I'm not much of a, a wrestling guy here. So, you know, um, but is that a, re- a wrestling show I'm taking it? Uh, yeah, it's just like 18 Blondes. And, no, no, yeah, it's a wrestling show. <laughs> it's a wrestling show. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. Well, have fun with that, and I'll be working, okay? Okay. So <laughs> Dang, he called you out on he, that? He sure did. Yeah, he sure funny. called me right out. That's uh, cool. So what are you going to be doing at the uh, at the pawn shop tomorrow? What's the game well, plan there? It's actually, you know, it's a, it's a really nice situation where we have there is that we're there from 10 to 4. We'll have uh, one of our sales guys with us, and basically you come to the shop. You can bring stuff to get authenticated, and we're set up kind of towards the back of the store. And it's an area you don't really see much on TV, but they have a whole back end that's open where they have fine artworks and, and sculptures and different things, but we never see that on TV. Okay. And we'll be set up back there. I won't, but our, our rep will. I'll be in the back. He'll bring the material to me. I'll be able to authenticate it on site. And then I'll do a um, – I usually do these at the store once in a while where um, you just 
I just kind of just stand there and take pictures and sign autographs for an hour or so, um, just because I have to tell you the the people from um, the different blend of people from across the world. It's amazing, and uh, it blows me away anytime I'm in there. And I've been doing it for like two or three years during these appearances, where you know someone will be there from Taipei and Australia and England and um, Mexico, especially Mexico, South America. So many people from Mexico come there, um, but man. The one thing they have in common, they all know what I do on the show. They all watch the show. They all watch Pawn Stars. It's crazy. You shared a picture a couple days ago of what the show looked like in France. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, wow. First of all, I was like, they watch Pawn Stars in France, and then it was you. And I was like, that's crazy. That's I guess it's. I guess it's not uncommon just to watch the same things in just different parts of the world. Yeah, man. They got the same stuff over there. Yeah. You know? And yeah, the they, kind of and they call it different things. And then someone posted to my Facebook um, Pawn Stars, I think it was in either Spain or, or somewhere in Mexico. And I watched it. And it's funny that they have, they do like the laughs too, you know? Okay. So they'll do like Rick laughing, but they'll do the guy will dub over laughing. It's hilarious. It's just, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then someone from Sweden sent me a screen cap of me talking and it had the words on the bottom and that language is just, it's funny. And Rick always says to me, you know, we're seen in 180 countries and uh, now they're syndicated too. Okay. So, you know, it's just not on the history networks. It's all over the place. So the exposure is crazy. I mean, it's really out of control. What, what kind of exposure you can get off a TV show. It's really weird. Can I put you on the spot here? Sure. I saw a picture of you yesterday signing a baseball for somebody. Oh yeah, I posted that. That was funny, huh? Do you? I felt bad. Yeah, I mean, oh no, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. That was at Bergie's in Highland Park, and uh, uh, the the lady, this lady, is so nice, and she bought two baseballs from the store, which probably cost her twenty dollars each or whatever. Sure. And I said, I feel bad. I said, Can I just buy the baseballs for you? Because I, I I'm gonna ruin them. You know, I felt bad about it. So she had me sign two baseballs, but I don't feel. I, it's weird. I I'll sign a photo, which is cool. You know, it's doesn't cost much but a baseball it's like you know 15 20 bucks i felt bad about it okay i'm like i'm gonna ruin the baseball here you're sure and she goes okay so who am i to say no well my question is to you is next time you're here can we get an autographed baseball from you to give away sure no problem that would be cool <laughs> that would be you guys cool. want me to ruin a baseball you might want to get one of those plastic ones just so you don't have much we'll get a wiffle it, ball <laughs> Yeah, I think there's Perfect. one that says Wiffle balls like thirty cents. Yeah, so wait, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to sign it, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> so wait, so if you sign the ball, does that mean Brian has to do the authentication for your signature? He will. Yeah, he could witness it though. So <laughs> he will. He okay, there we go. Awesome. How, how would that, <laughs> that, that? That is a question that I did have. What if? How would that work? If like Paul signed something and we wanted to give away a fat pack shirt or you know whatever a signed shirt and we wanted to do it with BAS, would you guys have to authenticate it because you couldn't find? We don't have autographs out there, so is it? Yeah, a it's weird. A like thing? I don't know if we would. You know, it's we don't typically do that. Like a a witness certify for someone that's not a like a known figure, uh, a personality. Like you know, that's not. You know, maybe because you're do do the radio, so may, yeah, maybe we could do it. Yeah, we could witness it and then we put just a get a notary, card. man. <laughs> notary. <Yeah. laughs> I was just wondering how that would work. I'm mean, not that I yeah, want to do that. Not, but. It's not a practice that I think that we would really want to. Like, you know, someone could say to us, hey, uh, can you come to my kid's school and they're going to sign their artwork? Can you certify them signing it? You know, I don't think we want to do that kind of thing. I think that's a little too much. But I think in this case, yeah, sure, because we could watch it being signed. We could put a sticker on it and we could enter it. 
and it could be up online. So I'm sure it's something we can do. Huh, cool. Uh, not that I want to do that. I was just, I thought, how, how does that work if someone is not a celebrity, you know, not a, a, a figure, how does it work? But you explained it very well. All right, man. Yeah, we usually do, just don't do it. So, you yeah. know, but we do, we do do, you know, a lot of witness signings. So, you know, we're, you know, uh, Saturday I'll be doing one in Vegas where we're going to watch Roger Craig sign, you know, five, 600 pieces, and we'll be able to certify that stuff. Awesome. Good deal, man. Awesome. Yeah. Now, before we let you get out of here, we need a Super Bowl prediction from you because everybody who's been on this month has given one. I have the Patriots and Falcons. Paul is out because his prediction is, is done. Yeah. Who do you got, sir? Well, I, I, I'd have a tough time believing that even with the injuries they have, the Packers aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. I just I, I, I just don't see them. It's weird. I, I, I think some teams get in a zone. And it doesn't matter. Like I think it's a next guy syndrome. Where just I know Adams is hurt now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but I think he's I think he's going to be okay. Okay, so you have you know you know uh, obviously Jordy was hurt, and sure. if Adams is able to play, I still like the Packers. I still like the Patriots. I still think the Packers win the Super Bowl. Though I just I, I they're in such a zone, and obviously Brady's in such a zone too. What does he have? Two interceptions all season. I mean, it's crazy, yeah. but it's it's just something. It's weird. You know, you just see teams getting. He's Aaron Rodgers is locked in. And I, I don't see them losing. I just don't. I, I, if they do, I'll tell you on the flip side of it, awesome, because I hate the Packers. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay but with the guys. I don't see them losing right now. They're just they're, they're really killing it. And Aaron Rodgers, literally, I, I don't even know. The guy can't do any wrong. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could, you could, you know, you could have six guys, seven guys rushing him. And they could be literally within inches of him, and he'll you know he'll throw forty yard passes all day long like it's nothing. And get out of it; it's crazy. He's amazing. the second leading rusher on that team. Yeah, that's insane. crazy. He's amazing, and I don't like him. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> and I don't like him. But he's incredible. And he's on every commercial too, so you yeah. see him everywhere you, everywhere go. you go. Oh God, yeah, he's yeah. The, those those uh, is it State Farm commercials or whichever ones? Yeah, man, where his house is burning down and he's breaking his window uh, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it's, that's enough crazy. already. Yeah, yeah. Enough. enough. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to let you get out of here. We know you're tired. Right, gotcha. uh, go get some sleep. Thank you for coming on, and we'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks right. again, man. All right, Take care, man. You See you. All right. Later. Bye. Hi, this is Scott Schwartz from the movie The Toy and A Christmas Story, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Man, Steve Grad again. Vegas. I am so happy that he is part of this show. Are you kidding me? That's he, like the best thing that happened to us. Yeah, he just like you can just let him go. Just let him go. He is a wealth of knowledge as always, but uh, just globe globe trotting, been all over the country. Yep, uh, having fun, but made time for us to come come on this week. Thank you very much, sir, for that. And uh, Vegas. Yeah, man, just keep doing what you do. Yeah, just keep doing what you do. Uh, we we introduced Beckett B A. We introduced B A S last year in November. In the two months that it was live, we it did really, really well. Really well. So, um, yeah, big things coming in uh, 2017 with that. Hopefully, so um, a lot of, lot of, a lot of things to look forward there. Yeah, man. A lot yeah, of things to look forward there. Now, uh, let's look back. Let's look back at the playoffs. Playoffs that, that happened uh, this last weekend. Dallas took a dive. Uh, actually, that was a really, really good game. It was a great game. Yeah, and. Just crazy walking into the office and seeing all these long faces. Long faces. The Saturday slate of games were horrible, I thought. Yeah. And then Sunday completely made up for it. Uh, what you probably don't know if, if you don't live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is that Sunday during the Dallas game, a line of thunderstorms rolled through here that completely knocked out a lot of power 
in a lot of places. People were stranded yeah. at the stadium. <laughs> they didn't leave right away. Exactly. Just, yeah, it was a, it was it a was, hot mess. It was a hot man. mess. So and the, uh, I think they called it the, the Rogers Storm. The Rogers Storm? I think that's what they called it. Is that what they it. called it? Yeah, I think they named it. Uh, just... <laughs> It, it 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 upset a lot of people. Now I don't know. You'd be mad at God if you want to, but because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they took down America's team. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, that that uh, that whole Rogers storm that was definitely a storm. <laughs> definitely, definitely a storm. Yeah. And, uh, last week I talked about a sketch artist that uh, a sketch of the artist of the guy that knocked Ezekiel Elliott off the road. Oh right, right, right. Saw the same thing this week. Same sketch. Right. They were looking for Aaron Rodgers for abusing 53 kids in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> He's on a milk carton or something. Yeah, man, <laughs> look, I I go back and forth. You and I know. You know, I, I talked to you this about it. I hate talking sports. You I do hate, it. There's nothing it. better, guys, out there. I know you don't get to experience this with this, but going to Buffalo Wild Wings, which, you know, if you don't have one in your area, it's a sports bar, basically. Yeah. Going there at lunch. 800 TVs going on, guys talking sports, and Eric's just hating his life. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it at all. And it's not that I, I, it's not that I don't like talking sports. I guess so much. I just don't like listening to your opinions about it because you don't get like you don't get paid to talk about it, right? That's right. I, and I just I don't even like to talk about it. I, I'm not. I don't get paid to talk about sports. No. Nope. But this is a sports show, so we'll talk about it a little bit. That is the lowest common denominator. Like I said last week. Why do you take the low-hanging fruit? There's so much more there that you could, right. that you could swing at. But the same sketch from the week prior you released, that's not funny. Stop what you're doing and just go back to the drawing board, draw another sketch, and come back with that. How about Ty Montgomery? Because he rocked their asses off all night long. <laughs> that's true. You know, how about Devontae Adams, who just killed things all night long? Don't, don't take the low-hanging fruit. That's what I'm really getting at. That's what you're getting at. But anyways, uh, Dallas out. A lot of sad faces here in the in the uh, in the office. Yep. Uh, a lot of cry crying going on. Uh, people take sports way too seriously. Um, for you and I personally, when Green Bay loses, it's going to be hell. It is. It's going to be hell. It is. Yeah. It'll so. be the Grunard storm. <laughs> yeah, the Grunard storm. Uh, he'll be firing their coach and everybody. And ownership yeah, and just yeah, it's it's crazy. So yeah, get a new stadium. Some, something will be wrong. Um, that second game that. That Kansas City Pittsburgh game that was a hell of a game too. How how are you gonna win a game and not score a touchdown? Yeah, yeah. How are you gonna win a game and not score a touchdown? Yeah. Kudos to the Chiefs defense. Sure. All right, I've taken some heat for not for starting them throughout the year. Dang it, Chiefs defense, you played well enough to win that game. Offense just couldn't quite get that. That holding penalty on Fisher was tough, man. Yeah, it was. That's tough. Yeah. You get the two point conversion holding. It's tough, but um. Yeah. Anyway, it's all good. So, what do you think about next week? Um. So this weekend. This week. Over this weekend. Yes. I've made my prediction, and my prediction is still standing. It's still good. Uh, Patriots, Falcons in the Super Bowl. Okay, that's right. Um, mine is mine is not good anymore. Yours is not good anymore. No, my Kansas City Chiefs. They uh they let me down. They let you down. They did. Cause I had to, remember I picked the Packers and the Chiefs. Yep. So I got the Packers still going, which I still believe now. I think they're going to take care of Matty Ice. I think okay. They're going to put him on ice over all there right. in Georgia. And, um, yeah, I mean, you kind of got to go with the Patriots, I think. You know, I mean, the Steelers are hot, but it's Tom Brady. I think think where the the Steelers are going to get just really, (laughs) really kicked in the mouth here is the Patriots played horribly last week. Yeah. 
They played really, really bad. And I know that they won the game, but... They are playing the Texans. Yeah, they, I know they won the game, but they played bad, and I guarantee you that Bill Belichick this week has showed them the low-light film, and it is three, not going to be Three touchdowns, good. 400 yards coming out of Brady. Yeah. They're going to get 100 yards rushing between Lewis and Blunt. They're going to... They're Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a game. Either that or the Patriots are just going to go record all their practice sessions and <laughs> they'll do it that way. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> Whatever works. Oh, man. You, you know, it, 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 I guess it is what it is. Let's Everybody's talk. trying to deflate them nowadays. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you know. I see what you did there. Now, do you have thoughts on the Hall of Fame? It's it's good for Pudge. Yeah. It's good for Pudge. Um, I know there's a lot of people, again, in the office and, and, and around the area that were that were pulling for him. You know, I, th- I felt like he was kind of on the fence a little bit, but uh, well, he only got in by four votes, so so yeah, so he fell over the fence. Yeah, he, fell, he, just fell right <laughs> he tripped over as he was going over. But uh, good for him though, man. He was a, he was a good guy, put up good stats, did did a lot of things from the catching position. Um, you know, he's um, I I think it's safe to say that he's probably top five most beloved characters around here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, for I, sure. I wouldn't say characters, but just sports. Sports figures, yeah, and I haven't even been here that long, and I, yeah. I know that everybody loves Pudge. And if you've ever seen him around, running about town, he he's a great guy. He's really nice. Um, just just a hard worker. That's what I remember him being being a hard worker. My my most vivid Pudge memory was at the All Star game, okay, here in Texas, and he it was standing room only, and he hit a ball, just a a screaming line drive. Right, I thought it was going to go out. It was I thought it was a line drive home run. Right. Right. He hit this ball so hard that <laughs> when it got to the wall, it stuck in between the padding. It hit the padding and stuck in between the padding. Nice. He just crushed that ball. And how it didn't get out, it, it, was, it was a matter of inches. But, man, he was such a – he was a good player. I would, I would honestly say that he's – and I'm sure this is cliche because everybody says it, but he's probably top, top three catchers all time. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. And to see him that. get in, uh, I know that his his uh, career was was is mired in the whole steroid accusation thing, you know. But uh, we're at that point now, and this is no secret either that we're we're at that point now where you're going to have to let those people in, or you're not. You need to make your mind up. Right, that's true. Um, you do so. Yeah. And, and what I understand, I mean, his name didn't show up on any of those lists, right? Correct. But where where it does hurt him is Conseco played here with him, and his name was named in the book. So oh, okay, I got you. So, uh, you know. It, well, let's it, face it, though. How many people did Conseco not name exactly. in the book? So, yeah. you know, we so, would have got an honorable mention if we knew. Yeah, I know. Like them fat packs, man. How <laughs> do you think they got that way? Oh, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, this is whatevs. We're talking whatevs, and we can talk about whatever we want to here. So I'm going to ask you before we get off. Oh, put me on the, the spot. Air here. Is there anything that you want to talk about in whatevs? You know, I not not right now, man. No. You know, it's just been a kind of a, a crazy start to the year. Um, you know, just with, with work and with kids and with everything, you know, getting going and football season's wrapping up. It's sad. There's only three more games left because I'm not counting the Pro Bowl. You're not counting. <laughs> who counts the Pro Bowl? Some people do. The Pro but Bowl I'm is not, horrible. I'm not counting If that. you're the type of person who watches the Pro Bowl, I don't want to know you. You don't want to know you. <laughs> just turn off the podcast yeah, now. No, just, yeah, stop listening. I don't even want you to listen to my show. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> just go away. The Pro Bowl is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It is. It, it, it needs is. to go away. It is. I'm kind of getting excited though, man. February's approaching. Pitchers and catchers are yeah, gonna be thrown pitchers soon. Yeah, catchers show up. Um, you know, get baseball. I'm excited about baseball, fantasy baseball. Yeah. I've I've never actually done a full year, 
I, I made it to August once, and then uh, I kind of forgot to keep ah. setting my lineup. So I'm excited about this because <laughs> I actually got to make it through the whole year this year. Okay. So I'm excited about that. All right. Um, it's good. Life is good. How about you, man? How's the, how's the squirt? How's the little guy? He's doing pretty good. He's uh, he he does like really great three four days in a row, and then on that on that fifth day, he's just he's done. And I'm like, it would all just be better if you just go to sleep. Right, right. <laughs> just like that Samuel L. Jackson book that he read. That, that uh. <laughs> Jennifer Garner read it too. That go to F to sleep. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I I'm, I like I break that out and. Uh, I want to read it to him, but my wife won't let me. Yeah, that's probably yeah. I can see that. Yeah, so um, that. she might hit you with the book. She might do that. <laughs> um, so so three or, like he'll go good three or four days, and then on that fifth day, he just he won't go to sleep. Just won't do it. I'm like, dude, you're so if you just go to sleep, you'd that's be it. so much happier. That's Tell it. you what, he does like what, and I'm kind of excited about this. He likes basketball. Does he? He likes basketball. Wow, boom shakalaka, uh, boom shakalaka, indeed. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure. Obviously, you know, he's two months old. He, doesn't, he, he has no concept about what's on the screen. Right. But when I'm watching basketball, his head is always facing towards the screen. Nice. And he's watching it. So um, there you go. maybe that's the start of something. Maybe he's going to be the next, you know, five foot seven guard in the NBA. We'll just call him <laughs> Little Spud. <laughs> little Spud. He's doing, uh, he does like basketball. Um, we've got some big shows coming up, man. Um, next, is it next week, the week after? I don't remember now. Not looking the calendar in front of me. Uh, believe it. Yes, yeah, next week. It's next the, week, yeah. the Dallas comic comic book show. Yep, is going to be in house. Uh, if you're in the local Dallas Fort Worth area, their show's coming up on the 28th and 29th uh, over in the over in the fairgrounds, over by the Cotton Bowl, and it's first 150 people there get p- free parking. Nice. Um, well, tickets are very inexpensive. Uh, for you wrestling fans, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's going to be there. Hacksaw. Um, got some big comic names there as well. A lot of cosplay. So if you're into that, go check that out. Cool. Uh, so we got those guys coming on. Uh, we got. Are we allowed to talk about the comic book division? Of, of, of Are we allowed to say that? I don't know, man. I mean, oh. it's going strong, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Mr. Steve Dalton's been working on getting some some cataloging going yeah. for comics, and uh, I would just. Check back with us yeah, for, check. for Beckett. Yeah. See if Beckett and comics might you might see some, some yeah, stuff might. going up there. there there's definitely some, some something in the works there. Uh, I said it already. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, there you go. Uh, they're 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 casting us as the new uh, <laughs> the new action heroes. God for a comic book to fight the fight the power of gluten. <laughs> <laughs> go after go after French toast. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, ooh, French Toast would be a villain, right? He would. No, no, he's a good guy. French Toast? French Toast is a good guy. Yeah, he gets him with the sticky syrup. That's, that's how he like. That's but how he's he like. French. It doesn't matter. All the French guys are bad guys. No, right? man. No, no man. We're big in Europe. Don't be saying stuff about <laughs> French people. Um, we'll be doing that. So, we got the comic book show coming up. We have. Uh, You're going out of town next weekend, right? Two weekends. Yeah, next weekend. I'm going to be down. I'm The weekend of the comic book show, I'm going to be down in San Antonio for the Royal Rumble. Uh, so we'll be. I might be, you know, Facebook living from there. Sweet, or, or that would stuff be cool. Like that. Wearing um, your fat pack shirt. Wearing my fat pack shirt. Nice. Doing that. Um, Tanner Jones is going to come on. Uh, the great, the great artist that is Tanner Jones. He's got a nice little product for you to get right before Valentine's Day to hook your girl up with something nice. So uh, all right. Um, make sure I need some ideas, man. <laughs> you need some ideas. I need some ideas. Make sure you're listening for that one. What else? We got Chris Keller joining us uh, on the 26th. He's he's coming on, and uh, we got 
couple other little things in the works. We that, do. Yeah, that we do. We we'll, do. We'll keep under wraps until they're more, more solidified. But uh, there you go. We got some nice shows coming up, and always we got a nice little giveaway to talk about right now that we're gonna start as soon as this show is over. Give it away! Give it away! Give it away now! Uh, we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we had legends, legend lockers on last week, right? Okay. Those guys, uh, as I mentioned, they hooked us up with a twenty-five dollars store credit for their site. Basically, we're gonna throw it up. Uh, you listen to the podcast through the Gleam link. Okay. You will get some entries into the uh, store credit, and we'll let it run probably for uh, two or three, four days. All right. Sounds good. There. Through the and, weekend, maybe. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll do that. So go ahead and listen to it now because you already you've already listened to it once. But go back, click the Gleam link, and listen to it again. There and, you go. Uh, get yourself some entries. Sounds good to me. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a good time. Hope you guys learned something. And uh, I had a good time. You had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you had a good time. I know. I know you worry about that. Sometimes I worry about yeah if you're having a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. Like like, are there going to be donuts on the table? I don't know what like what can I eat that's not touching the donut? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's all right. Yeah. It's all right. That's all right, man. I'm going to make a gluten free donut store one day. Are you really? Yep. One day. One day gonna happen they're gonna be five dollars a donut but we'll just call it we'll just put some icing on them and call them exotic okay or something before, <laughs> before we get out of here before we get out of here yeah quick story about last night's dinner okay i love couscous i'm sorry you probably can't eat couscous can you no actually i can't eat couscous you can't? Okay. yeah because it's a it's more of a rice thing it's not okay a, uh, i love it I absolutely love couscous and last night the dish that we were having it was a soup that's that's poured over couscous right okay I was looking forward to it all day long. All right. Get home. Uh-oh. My wife, I love you, uh, bought whole wheat couscous. I was uh, like, what in the world is this? Nice. I don't want this. I nice. want couscous. But uh, nice. Now that I could not have. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that. All right, man. We got to get out of here. We do. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us this week. Make sure you are back next week. Until then, just keep listening. Cue the drink. Cue the drink.